Hello again, it's me, Nick. Hopefully I didn't scare you, just wanted to prepare you to talk about fear. What are you scared of? On this episode, a conversation about horror movies segues into a couple of things that scare Bob. They are what you might expect for such a social guy that is always in motion. Enjoy. Next time you go into one of those, just okay. give me a little click because I'd love to wander over. I'm, yeah. I'm a big fan of horror. I, I'm a big <laughs> fan of just stuff. I'm a fan of stuff. Uh, you're a fan of all things. Most things. No, what no. was it about horror that you liked? I love to be scared. I love... Um, in a controlled way? Um, even in an uncontrolled way sometimes. I, 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 you know, I like things that that scare me they, that get my heart beating faster and I think part of it is because when I return to a normal state um, I feel a sense of pleasure that I didn't that was absent when the horror was happening it's almost like creating an itch to scratch it yeah so you know I create this discomfort to enjoy the comfort that follows uh, but I do I love a good thrill I love I love things that go bump in the night does that translate to, to like, do you like roller coasters? Do yes. you like live haunted houses, like Halloween Horror Nights? I don't go, I, I've only gone to Halloween Horror Nights once, but I loved it. And I, what I loved actually more than the houses themselves was walking down the streets with so many people willing to scare the daylights out of me. And, and that was just, that was fun. Their commitment was awesome and, uh, and it made it more awesome for me. And I knew they couldn't touch me. Uh, so that was a saving grace as far as not being too scared. But yeah, I love things like that. Yes, roller coasters, absolutely. I don't care for heights. And when I say that, I don't, I'm not afraid of heights, but I don't really like to be on the edge of something very tall. Right. Because I fear that I will jump. So those glass bottom uh, balconies and stuff oh, that yeah. they have on some of the buildings. You probably, be... probably not into those so yeah. much. Wait, uh, did you say you're scared that you would jump? Yeah, yeah, that's my biggest fear actually is that I would just l- let not my fall. Let, well, a, a kind of a fall jump. When I, when I picture it happening, it's my knees buckling beneath me and me just allowing myself to drop. Um, and I don't know why, but I have that urge when I'm on those spaces. Yeah, it's a thing about me. So, hmm. you know, needless to say, my wife keeps me on a leash when we're going out to places like the Grand Canyon because she just never knows what's going to happen. I'm always encouraging her to tie it around a pole because I'm heavier than she is. And if I go in, she's holding on to the leash. We're both going in. So I'm sure she'll let go. Uh, you know something? Uh, this woman loves me. I'm pretty sure that we're both going. Okay. You just don't know, Patty. There's dedication here. All right. Fair enough. It's real. Uh, what else scares you? Um, like, so this scaring in the good way, yeah, right? Yeah, the scaring in a bad way, loneliness, boredom. Those are two of my, my things that I like least in life. I don't like to be lonely and feeling like I lack human companionship, and I don't like being bored, although there's value in boredom. I was going to ask that. There's value in being alone, too. Like, even though you're, you're significantly more of an extrovert than I am, yeah. you still need time to recharge, don't you? No question. And there's a difference between being alone and being lonely. Okay. Uh, I love being alone, but I love being alone with the promise of reconnecting with people later. Sure. Uh, if, I, if there was no promise of reconnecting with people later, uh, I would have a different perspective on life, I think. 
So yeah, so I think alone time, yeah, there's great value in being alone. Uh, we all need that and I want that. I just don't want to ever be in a situation where I'm cut off from the rest of the world involuntarily. What about boredom then? Because as a way to reset as well, like being connected all the time, always having something, you know, this device that we have in our pockets that entertains us 24 seven, we don't have any downtime. So when you say being bored, do you mean like just sitting and having a glass of tea and watching the world go by? Or do you mean literally like nothing is going on? I think it's, I think it's a state of mind really Mm -hmm. that I can't find anything to latch onto that I really enjoy. And I'm not filling all my time with electronics or, you know, or online presence, although I do spend time out there and I love, love being out there. But you know, even doing things, I find uh, a boring phone call and next thing you know, I'm drawing on the table while I'm having the phone conversation mm-hmm. because it occupies many pistons in my mind. And so I've found a million ways to occupy my brain when my brain is unhappy or dissatisfied with the way it's being occupied by the world. Uh, and that's, but yeah, so I don't even know what the concept of pure boredom looks like because I think it's been a long time since I've experienced that. But I do know this, that in those bored spaces, we get really creative because what do we have to do but use our brains and all the connections that we've made with things we've experienced before that point and all of a sudden those synapses start crackling and ideas come up kevin bacon used to say that uh the best music he and his brother ever wrote were when they were bored out of their minds uh very often he'd be in a movie trailer waiting for his turn to go on uh, and that's when he ended up writing his his best songs and so i guess you can have productive boredom right yeah but that to me i think the productivity part comes after the boredom I don't because th- you're doing something at that point right yeah I think that's just it's almost taking advantage of your downtime like yeah. not allowing it to turn into well, let's just turn on the TV let's just start streaming something let's just yeah because that to me is boredom you, you know you you talk about having to turn your mind off a little bit but all you're really saying is I don't have anything necessarily productive to do right right and that, you know it, it really comes down to that whole world of expectations again, too. You know, if I'm expecting to be entertained or I'm expecting to mm-hmm. be engaged, and it turns out that I'm not. I find uh, driving, sometimes I get bored when I'm driving. And so what do I do? I put on NPR, I put on a book on DVD, or, you know, or I put on music to jam out. But I find ways to, to work it out there while my fellow drivers are on their phones texting each other. Sure. Uh, but I don't go that route because I value life. Uh, but I, I do find during those times that my, my brain is screaming for activity that I enjoy. So we fill the spaces where we can when we can. Hi, gang. It's Bob again. We hope you enjoyed this episode of The Daily Dose. I learn a lot when I'm hashing things out with Nick. He's the kind of partner who keeps loneliness and boredom at bay. So I'm keeping him. For now. We'd love to know what you think. Be sure to give us some feedback on this little experiment and extemporaneous exploration. It's nothing without you.